In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. On this gift, in this season of Pentecost, send your Holy Spirit upon us. Help us always live in that spirit so as to grow in our discipleship and spread your gospel and your good news to the corners of the world. Amen. There's a book that came out recently, maybe about a decade or, so, decade or so ago. It's called From Christendom to Apostolic Mission. Terms need to be explained. So Christendom is basically the idea that like, living in a Christian society, a society that is Christian at its base, at its root, for the most part, the members are Christian, the ideals are Christian, the Christian society. Imagine like, the, like Europe or like Northern Africa, pre-Islam, or all these kind of places that were very, very much where the, the vast majority of the citizens, of the people, were Christian, therefore Christian ideals were the, kind of the standard. An apostolic mission is kind of self-explanatory. It's the mission of the apostles, the first 11 apostles, if you so will. What happened after the death and the resurrection of Jesus? How did the church spread? How did the gospel spread? It was the apostolic mission, the mission of the apostles. Now, the premise of the book is this, is that in theory, you would go from apostolic mission, preaching the gospel to those who don't know it, to the pagans, and then it would lead into a Christian society as people were converted over hundreds of years, and then lead into what we had in Christendom, Christian society. The premise of the book is that we're going from a Christian society to the need for an apostolic mission, apostolic zeal to go and preach the gospel. That after Pentecost, we celebrate today, after the descent of the Holy Spirit, the apostles were filled with zeal and courage and curiosity for divine and holy things and they went to the corners of the world to spread the gospel of Jesus. It was very interesting. It's a very, I like the premise a lot. Think about it. We're leaving from Christendom, heading toward a time where we, we are, in my opinion, maybe we kind of already are there. We have to preach the gospel. For example, many examples. Everybody in Europe, or even in America, or even the Americas, throughout the South and North America, in these Christian Christendom, Christian Areas, countries, continents that are majority, for the, were for centuries, majority Christian people, vast majority Christian people, therefore Christian ideals, and the church was very influential. In the middle of these cities, right in the center of the cities, are these massive churches, basilicas, cathedrals, all these great, great things that took decades, hundreds of years sometime to build because the people there said, listen, the center of our hearts is God, and the church, and we're going to spend our time, our money, and our efforts. The center of our cities will also be where we worship Christ. Today, in the center of our cities are sporting arenas, okay? Middle of them, and expensive ones, and huge ones. That's where people gather. And I'm a sports fan, so I'm not nothing against sports. I was at Tigers game literally yesterday. So I'm not saying like sports is evil or sports is anything like that. What I'm saying is we worship now who and what we worship now as a society and by the fact of how and what we build our, our, in the middle of our cities is entertainment and comfort. That's what we're worshiping. That's what sports are. Sports are entertainment. They have one purpose, entertain me. It's not our life. It's not our God. Fantasy football cannot save your existence. Only, only God can. That's one example. Another example. Think about abortion. When we sit here and preach against abortion every other year with election season, it's, it's by, in my opinion, demonic influence that it's become a political issue. 
But in reality, take a step back and observe, we are arguing for the very defense of human life. It's insane that we even have to have this conversation, yet it's like the debated topic of the day. Another example. Think of the gay trans agenda infiltrating schools and universities. This is the number one topic for anybody who has a child, or for children who are trying to follow Jesus in school, or for parents. It's like crazy. They go to these PTA meetings, and the school boards are like, we don't want to listen to you. We have an agenda to push forward. And it's happening. And it's getting weirder and crazier and less Christian day in and day out. Think about politics. Politics have always been a thing in the world. They've always mattered. They've always been part of human society. It is what it is. But when did we become to the point where we worship, worship politics and politicians? Like, this is the hill I'm going to die on. This is my God, my Lord, and my Savior. Think of all these examples. Now, why do I bring these up? To scare you, to be kind of a sensationalist, to be like, oh, it's crazy, the world out there is insane. No. Two reasons. I want to encourage you to be faithful, and I want you to be aware of the world around you. Think of the, think of the apostles. Think of the theme of the apostles. After the death and the resurrection of Jesus, they're all scared, because they might themselves might be killed. They were followers of Christ. They could have easily come after them and said, now they're next. And they were scared. They were scared in the upper room when Christ came once and then twice. And they were still scared. And then what happened? Today, you celebrate Pentecost. That the Holy Spirit came and they were encouraged. They were given vigor to go out and preach the gospel to a world that needs Jesus. That Jesus has already won the war. He has died. He has resurrected. We have fulfillment. We have peace. We have life. We have eternal life. Because of the gift of Jesus Christ. That God has always been with us. This is what we are out there to preach to the people in the world. That God has always been with us. The first reading from, from Exodus. From then. From all the creation. But even from then. When Moses took the people of, of God out of Egypt. They were scared. They were alone. And God in the power of a cloud. Stayed with his people. And then in the incarnation of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. Incarnation of God. God wants to be with us. So we're looking at the world around us at what we're shifting away from Christendom. Are we scared? Are we nervous? Are we anxious? What is this world coming to? Observe the reality, but don't be in fear. Be encouraged by God. My brothers and sisters, you are baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You have been confirmed. You have been sealed in the Holy Spirit. You're given the Eucharist as a means for your salvation on food of your own journey of faith and your own journey of salvation. You're given that peace and that grace from God. Be not afraid. Be at peace. But be aware. We have no room for naivety. We have no room for you to be naive of what the world is around you. Because what might happen? Number one, you might fall into it. Fight against that. We are here not to worship entertainment. We are here to worship God. We are here not to worship politics. We're here to worship God. We can't shrug our shoulders in the face of, of moral neutrality or moral, moral lack of a moral objectification of life. Think of what's happening. Think of Target. You can't go shop at Target without an agenda. The L.A. Dodgers. Are you aware of this? What happened to the L.A. Dodgers? Google it. They have allowed a trans 
group that is mocking nuns. They wear a nun's outfit and they're mocking us. And they're just like, okay, sure, that's cool. We'll accept this. Mocking Catholicism. What if it was against the Jews or against the Muslims or against blacks? Would they allow it? But it's against Catholics. Eh, can't do anything about it. We should have the same courage as the apostles to go out there and preach the gospel. We can't fall in to the same traps of society. We have to be aware for ourselves. That's number one. Number two. From Christendom to apostolic mission. We have to be aware that we cannot sit there and say, well, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. What are we going to do about it? What we're going to do about it is go and preach the gospel to the corners of the world. How? By wagging a judgy finger at people? No, that doesn't solve anything. By showing a people the fruitfulness of those agendas, the fruitfulness of leaving Christianity is anxiety, stress, burdens, lack of happiness, lack of fulfilling life, addiction. That's the fruitfulness of it. The fruitfulness of living a Christian life is peace, freedom, love, patience, endurance, ultimate fulfillment in Jesus Christ. So my prayer for you, my brothers and sisters, is to be aware of the world around us, but be at peace. Be at peace and know that Christ has conquered all sin, death, and craziness. At the same time, be bold. Be bold like the apostles were 2,000 years ago at Pentecost. And they preached the gospel, each to their own corner of the world. There were 11 of them. And the Blessed Virgin Mary. And there have been billions of Christians since. If they can do it, we can do it. We have the same Holy Spirit. We have the same God. We have the same sacraments. Be at peace in the Holy Spirit. Amen.